When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Rolling along on a very busy Wednesday with a ton of NFL news to get into. But speaking of news, the biggest of all time may have just broken, and that's the only place to start. Here we go! Only one place to start. Jeff Saturday and Kimberly Martin, good enough to hang out after we wrap up Get Up with this news hot off the presses. Jason Kelsey, center Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. Brother Travis Kelsey has confirmed, Jason has, that Travis and Taylor Swift are dating. Kimberly Martin, your reaction. You know, did you see when Joe Burrow announced that he was engaged or people knew that he was engaged and yeah. then like a store was offering like different kind of shots for women yeah. that, that were depressed? I think that's going to happen in Casey. I think a lot of women are going to be really disappointed. Travis Kelsey. I mean, it makes sense. But Taylor Swift. I was, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think Taylor Swift's uh, kind of a bigger deal. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think it, it, on the world scope, yes, on the I would world say scope, that, yes. that Taylor Swift far outshines any That's NFL fair. player in all honesty. So what, I don't know what her concert tickets went for, but I remember this summer <laughs> they're talking about just some insane amount of, of oh, money. Oh, trust me, I know. My daughter went three times. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So, you, so you, you, you know. We are a Swifty uh, household. Okay. And I will say this, that, that the women in Kansas City need not worry because if history is our guide oh, this will last some period of time it'll end and then she will write an unbelievably good song there will be a tr- there will be a football related song coming up on an so album good. at some point soon taylor's version that was is going to be outstanding anyway let's get down to the actual business of football here we had a lot of really good stuff on television this morning and i want to dive back into some of it kmart let's start mm-hmm. with this i feel bad because you have you have rapidly become one of my favorite people I appreciate that. And yet... You treat me so horribly. Well, yeah. no, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I have taken to yelling at you lately. Yeah. For because your frustrations. You cover the Jets and I you do. keep telling me what they tell you. And I keep yelling at you yeah. because it's not what I want. I got to just give you Joe Douglas's number. Like, take yeah. it, run at the flagpole. Oh, I will not. talk to Joe Douglas. <laughs> let, let, like, let, let, let Greeny be like the big booster. You know how college boosters yes. got the coaches, yes. the head coach's yeah. number? That's, like, yes. let that happen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, look, give, give me the number. P- people have this complete misconception that I have these relationships. These are not people I know. I've never met Robert Sala in my life. I've never met Joe Douglas in my life. And I don't care to. I'm not looking for any more friends. I got plenty of friends. Plenty of right. friends. I want my team to win. Win a Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> At, at some point, and and for this year, that probably that horse is out of the barn. Like, I don't think there's almost any circumstance in which that happens. But here's what I'm really worried about, and if I'm them, it's what they should be really worried about. Yeah. I could see that team splintering, and I really hope I'm wrong. But they have a bunch of young, dynamic, talented guys mm-hmm. who want to be a part of something special, and I they brought in Aaron Rodgers to, to be that. Right. And if they turn, if they now turn this thing back over to this kid that they had a mutiny last year. That's, there was a mutiny yes. on that team last year. If this thing goes anything like that Sunday against Bill freaking Belichick, yeah. 
I think they're going to have we, a major problem didn't on they, their didn't hands. Didn't they wear the T-shirts? Mike the White. Mike White. Mike, Mike White, yeah. F and White, yeah. yeah. Um, so here's what I go back to. We've had conversations in the offseason, preseason, about this team. And the and my, I always brought up the leadership. Um, who's in charge with Aaron Rodgers? Is it Robert Sala or is it Aaron Rodgers? And I think what we saw is this was Aaron's team. This was Aaron's organization. Yeah. And the coaching staff – was happy to sort of give him that absolutely that uh, authority and power within the locker room and on the field, um, and now that it's not there, like I think back to Hard Knocks that first episode, you literally have the defensive coordinator saying, "We got we got him, we yeah. got him." Like now, when we step in the stadiums, we're straight. We know we can win any game because of him. Right. So much was put on him, and I and it was the Jets will go as Aaron goes, and I wondered about. Robert Sala and how much power he had within it, right? And now that Aaron's not there, it's on Robert Sala to rein it in, to make sure that Brees Hall talking about, like, I need more touches. Like, this is how we win games. And, yeah, and Sauce, want, Sauce wanted, like, I should be shadowing guys. Like, we should, and you know. deleted his accounts or stuff, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and that's the part where frust- when frustration mounts. Yeah. How, how do you temper that, the, the anxiety and the frustration? You've got Sauce deleting Twitter. Like, how, it's weak. Yeah. We're, we haven't even gotten to week three, like three Sunday yet. That's like the that's, fear. that's and, and the let me, scary let me, thing. And let me say this from the, from, the, from the coaching side of why coaches, like why would Salah allow that? People were like, because player-led teams yes. are the most successful teams in the NFL. When you saw Tom Brady go to Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay, Bruce Arians is a big personality, and he is a great dude, and he is a ton of fun. But he and Tom Brady, like – they wouldn't be and obviously they have a relationship now but they wouldn't be like hangout boys right like 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 Bruce the way he lived BA the way he lives his life and Tom mm-hmm. Brady you know and the avocado ice cream those are two different <laughs> cats right mm-hmm. but Bruce deferred to yes. Tom now when they were on the field BA would chastise him and cr- criticize him and get him right right like any other coach should but when you let them leave and go to the locker room that's when it becomes mm-hmm. Brady's kingdom right no different than when Peyton Manning went to Denver they changed culture that was what Sala was hoping from Aaron, Aaron Rodgers yeah. that when he got to the Jets this is how it changes and so what happens is when that void now is created because of injury the injury is not just my play. It's such a bad injury. It's not that my player is no longer going to play. He's not even in the building, right? Because right? you have surgeries. Right. All you do is go to the training room and out because right. you, you, know, you can't be on the sideline because if somebody runs up on you, the, re, the, the, the risk of re-injury. There's all these things that get put in place. That void of leadership on the field, offensively especially, is the danger. Because where you have the majority of playmakers is on that defensive side and so I mean you think about one maybe Garrett Wilson now but where is the leadership really coming from and from a backup quarterback it's not coming from there so it's it is it is now Salah has to step in and be that kind of guiding voice offensively that's the real risk the re- and, and when and by replacing that or bringing somebody in that is more mature could you fix it for a brief time, but yeah. you just don't – there's too many unknowns and too many variables. Think you about know? all the guys that came for Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Dalvin Cook literally just signed last month yeah. to win it all with Aaron Rodgers. You got Alan Lazard here. You got Randall Cobb yep. here. His you, guys. His guys. All his guys. All his guys. And, and Aaron Rodgers, the best part about it was the worst thing, which is Aaron Rodgers was better than they ever could have hoped. 
the feeling in that building. Yeah. What standing my standing on the sidelines for Monday night football as like the fireworks are like exploding in the air and you got the flag waving. I looked and I said, This place has never yeah. ever felt like this. It was so magical and so great. <laughs> And to ship it was that all on. theoretical as well, by the right. way. Right? No, no, we for didn't sure. Know, right? No, <laughs> like, but, like, but yeah, why, yeah. Listen, you like standing there was like, there's no way the Jets are losing this game. Right. Like Aaron running out with the flag, like these. Bo- and on paper, this roster had the potential to do special things. You strip all of that away, and Aaron not being in the building now, I don't. It's not chaos in there. No. But it's when things start to unravel in games. Who is that calming voice? And so far, it's been Garrett Wilson going over to Zach Wilson and saying, like, okay, this is what I saw. Okay, like, you got this. But, it's, but, but that is the complete opposite. You need a guy that transcends all three phases. That's yeah. the problem with Garrett Wilson or Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. right? He, they're, they're single phase guys. Right. Uh, Tom Brady talks to defensive guys, special right. teams. Like, like everybody looks to them. That's the difference, right? The Peyton Manning's the way. They elevate all 53. It's not just 11 or, you know, the way. That's the difference. And the Zach difference Wilson is you transcend all three phases. It's not of going the to the defense. Correct. Saying, Come on, guys. You yeah. can do this. We yeah, got yeah, It's yeah. like, how about you actually exactly. not? Make yeah, a yeah, mistake. Yeah, exactly. You focus on that. That's right. That's right. That, that's my concern. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance by visiting Progressive.com. And let's make it clear. Let's expand this league-wide because I'm not blaming anyone. This is, the, this is terrible luck that befell mm-hmm. an organization that did everything right. Every move they made was the right move. Absolutely. And... If you lose your starting quarterback, if you are a championship contending team in the National Football League, and I'm going to prove it to you right now, and you lose your starting quarterback on the fourth offensive play of the season, you're done. It doesn't make any difference how good the rest of you are. I'm just going to name teams that feel like they are contenders this season. Right. And you tell me if they lose their, I hate to even say, speak this into existence, but if they lose their starting quarterback for the season this week, are they still contenders? Miami. No. No. Buffalo. No. No, gosh. Baltimore. No. No. Jacksonville. Nope. nope. Cincinnati. No, definitely not. No. Kansas City. Let, let me just, just stop you. Nobody. The only team that would is San Francisco. Ooh, because we've seen it. That's it. You've seen you, it. You, you, go th- you name every list. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. That's and, my and, point. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you name every list. But the only one that I would say that would have – would still – you know, their, their numbers may dip a little or change a little, but overall you would say San Fran might be able to give you a run for your money. But other than that – all, all the names you're naming. The so that's no. the point. Yeah. So so now it really becomes about holding everything together. Like you, you the, the the expectation of winning a championship this year, which everybody had, that's gone. It's over. Right. 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 I, unfortunately, it's over. That's the part of it. They can't accept that. I'm not suggesting they should walk in there every sure. day saying, "Well, we can't do it anymore." But at some point, the realization is going to strike everyone if it hasn't already. And now they need to hold it together. And that is my biggest concern. Greeny, Jeff Saturday, and Kmart, good enough to hang out for a few minutes after we wrap up the TV show. I want to very quickly bring up something that we did on TV today as well. Because Kmart, this debate, the debate about Justin Fields in Chicago Mm -hmm. is becoming, in my view, one of the most interesting stories in the NFL and maybe because I'm very close to it because of my ties to Chicago, but you're a person who is taking one tack of this discussion that that I feel is becoming a decreasingly popular one. Mm -hmm. So when when people look at Justin Fields and the obvious struggles Mm -hmm. that we have seen from him, what is your diagnosis? Well, I just look at the entire, my job is about context, providing context. And you have a kid 
who, who came into an organization, the people that drafted him, no longer here. This is the first time since college that he's been in the same offensive system. Um, there were going to be growing pains. Adding um, DJ Moore was a huge first step, but it was not the only step. This cupboard was bare when I talk about the roster last year. They have done a good job making the roster better, but it's still not enough. Like People expecting this year would be, oh, well, the Bears are winning the division. That To me, that was far too premature. I felt like next year would be a year where we look at the Bears and say, they're a legit contender in this division. Now, that said, Justin Fields cannot hold on to the football that long. Like, you literally are watching, like, you're watching him with the football, and you're just like, throw it, dude. You got to throw guys open. You got to trust that you are leading guys where they need to be, that they will be in the right spot. Right. The, the, the decision-making, and Jeff said this on TV, the, the paralysis by analysis, it just looks like too many things are happening in his head. That is on him. However, we also see other quarterbacks in the NFL where co- the coaching staff says, we don't want you to fit into what we want to do. We want to look at you as a total package and That's figure right. out what works for you. How can we make you comfortable, especially a young guy who you understood coming out of the draft was going to need some time, was going to need some seasoning. It wasn't going to be like we're going to hit the ground running and all of a sudden Justin Fields is a finished product. He needed development. And unfortunately, I worried about him going to Chicago in the first place because that organization was not stable. You could see that Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were not going to be there for the long haul. And when you have the front office fluctuation, that messes up a quarterback's development, especially in the early years. So I think there's bigger bigger issues beyond Justin Fields, but Justin Fields has to also trust Justin Fields. Yeah. Let me, let me just tell you the difficulty, and I just thought about this as we were talking, because we talked about it on TV, and I didn't have a chance to say this. And this, But th- this is another thing. It, it, it is paralysis by analysis by Justin Fields, right, is that there's a lot going on in your head, and, you know, and so you're, you're every, every, and it accumulates. It's not one play. Like, people think about he's played seasons, and, and you get hit, and, you know, you have mm-hmm. so he has to be better about the, the, the clock in his head, pull the ball down, go run the ball, whatever it is. But let me say something else. From a coaching perspective, when the offensive coordinator is calling plays like we show on TV where you got two dudes wide open, mm. he should throw the ball, why would you change your play? You ain't changing your play because the play is there. The kid's not throwing it, right? So what ends up happening is you get entrenched on both sides. Well, should we do stuff for Justin Fields? Just, yeah, yeah, do something for me. Or, well, my plays are working, right? So where is the, where is the middle ground where you go, okay, we that that is where – the massaging of a player and a massaging of a coach come together for Eberflus is like at some point you got to bring these guys together because the plays are there. When you see this many wide open plays, you can blame the coach for so long, right? But because we're not getting the ones that I call that are open. And, and so there's this, there's this, this kind of uh, tension in between of what do we, because you don't want to scrap that play. If that play, right. why, why would you throw it away? Right. Like it's open. Like just here's your read. So you got to coach him up on the ones he's not making and then give him some in there that he's very comfortable, whether it's an RPO or whether it's a zone read or whatever it is to get his timing where it, it doesn't have to co- co- uh, correlate between his footwork and the ball coming out on time. Like There's a lot of things you can do, but the problem with that from a coordinator is you only get so many snaps. So where can you practice them? How do you get better at them? Because I'm just telling you, from a coaching perspective and from a player perspective, 
you got to get these things joined together, and right now it's disjointed. And that's that's the part – everybody can get in camps on which side. It's both and, mm-hmm. right? It's not a one. It's a both and. I'm just letting you know. No, I, I think that's, a, that's the perfect way to put it. And what it adds up to is a mess against Kansas City this week. Guys, you're the best. Thank you, Kmart. Jeff Saturday, as we continue in a moment, Hembo hurt my feelings this oh, morning. Boy. And I'll explain mm-hmm. how right guy. after this on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. All right, let's bring the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around us. Hembo has made his way into the studio here in New York. Bubba and Cam uh, are in the studio in Bristol. Boys, are you with us today? We are with you. Okay. Oh, yeah. You need to hear what Hembo did this morning. This is, I, I told Kmart in the break, and she was horrified at your complete lack of social grace. Sounds about right. So... I was cleaning out some closets the other day, and I came across a pair of pants. They're very nice pants um, that I just never wear anymore. I, for whatever reason, I just don't. But they are, I think, still very much in style, and they are very nice pants. And so I had them hanging here in, um, on a hanger in my office. And Hembo came in, and he's in there doing his usual thing. And I said to him, you see the pants over there? And he said, yes. And I said, do you think they're nice? And he said, yeah, those are nice pants. And I said, well, I really never wear them. I'd like someone who would wear them to have them. Would you like them? So he takes them off the hanger. He kind of opens them up and he goes, 
oh, I could never wear these. These are much too big for me. You could put two of me in these pants. That's verbatim what he said. You could put two of me in these pants. He might just as well have looked at me and said, gee, Greeny, you are one big fat slob. I certainly cannot put on a pair of your pants. I ask you, am I exaggerating this one bit? No, I think the only thing that you missed was I said I could jump out of an airplane in these and I could land softly. What? He did say that too. That's a good line. <laughs> he, he said that he suggested that my pants would be a parachute for him. So you tell me right now, Cam, how should I react to this? You should be offended. Offended. And, and I don't know what Hembo's talking about. You guys are of similar frame. Yeah, how could they These be are not big? Marcus Spears's pants. That's this my is point. Greeny's I'm pants. I'm a thin man. Yeah, so I is Hembo. You, his, your pants should fit him, and his pants should fit you. This There's, isn't Chris Canton. Take your pants off right now. I want you to take off your pants, and I'm yeah, going to put guys on swap your pants. pants. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to fit in your pants. I, we can actually play this out. I'm going to change yeah. into, 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 into your hot air balloon pants at the next break. I guarantee you, when I put them on and come in here, you will feel even worse than you do right now. And I am going to put on the pants you're wearing, and they're <laughs> going to fit me fine. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to be able to button them. No, no, no. I'm going to be able to zip the fly. No, no, no. I'm going to be able to wear your pants. You don't wear the pants in this relationship. Okay? Let, let, let's just ah. make one. Hembo's afraid. You hear this, Bubba? Hembo's afraid that I'm going to fit into his pants. That's what oh, he's afraid yeah. of. He's, he's going to be proven wrong real quick. What a thing to be afraid of. <laughs> That's exactly right. I'm scared of Greeny fitting he's into my pants. Of, of, exactly right. But, Cam, you're right. He's afraid I'm going to fit into his pants. And then try on a pair of Chris Canty's pants and see how they fit. Well, that's the point. Chris Canty is a a behemoth of a human being. Time out. Okay. He's realized he's gone too far because that line was just, it just makes no sense. Two of you? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And Bubba's objection here is that they think that my statement was inaccurate. Right. You seem to take more umbrage with the fact that it was an offensive thing to say. Well, it's insulting. It? It's offensive and inaccurate. Yeah, both. We, we we're saying both. It's insulting in any circumstance. Like if a child said, I couldn't wear your pants. Like Stevie can't wear my pants, my son, because he is six foot one and probably weighs 140 pounds. How tall are you? Uh, 5'11". Okay, so we're basically the same height. What do you weigh? Uh, 175. We weigh exactly the same amount of pounds. I weigh myself every morning. I weigh, 100 and, I weigh myself every morning. I weigh 177 pounds. We are, we are the same height. We weigh within two pounds of each other. We have the same pants. Fine, we'll do the pants experiment, and I'm telling you it's going to make you feel worse. No, I'm telling I you. I can't wait for When I fit into your pants comfortably, it is going to make you feel way worse. I'm wearing my tight pants Here's today. the issue we have. Hembo wears ridiculously tight pants. Like, I've never said this to you, but I'm uncomfortable with how tight your pants are. I'm not sure they shouldn't be a workplace oh violation. You're going like, to be even more uncomfortable when you're the one wearing the tight pants. You should not be allowed to wear those pants here like, or, or, or anywhere public. Okay, like today you're wearing actually a normal human shirt, but you are wearing pants for a like a much smaller person. <laughs> like I'm not sure where the thinking behind these pants came. No, in. these are fashionable jogger type. Pants. Th- those those are like fashionable yoga type pants, is what they are. You should be wearing them to yoga and nowhere else. So anyway, that's how my day starts.
All right, I come in here. It's not as if my life isn't awful enough already. My quarterback gets hurt in the fourth play of the season, but I got to come in here and Hembo has to insult my pants. Agreeny, starting stronger starts at AutoZone where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone with AutoZone. Okay, next order of business. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. What? All right. You know how much we love Chris, the Mad Dog Russo in here. He is, as we speak, I assume on first take. I I don't have a monitor here, but it's Wednesday, so I'm assuming he's on over there. Just across the hall. Chris, Mad Dog Russo is one of my favorite people. He's one of the people I admire the most in our industry and I genuinely like. And Chris, Mad Dog Russo has a problem. And do you know who he has a problem with? Me. Chris, Mad Dog Russo has a problem with Jet fans wanting Kirk Cousins. And he said as much on his radio show on Mad Dog Sports Radio. Guys, a hot stuff with Kirk. Uh, why don't you see if you can maybe get Herbert? They're 0-2, going nowhere. Why don't you give up a fifth-round pick? See if you can get Justin Herbert here. Why not? What the hell? How about Mahomes? They've won enough. Talk to Clark Kent and see if maybe they'll take, um, <laughs> you know, my, uh, the, the running back Carter and uh, throwing a backup, uh, throwing an offensive lineman. See if you can get Mahomes in there. Why not? So, so here, here's what he's <laughs> suggesting. He's suggesting that it is completely unrealistic that he he is comparing. See, he's just wrong. He's comparing asking for Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, young quarterbacks just starting their careers who will clearly be on their team for the next 10 years to Kirk Cousins, who clearly will not be in Minnesota next year anyway. That's the point. Cousins is not going to be the quarterback of the Vikings next year. If he was going to be, they would have addressed that last offseason. When they let a quarterback go into his walk year, they are telling you what they think. They are 0-2. If they start 1-5, they should. It would be organizational incompetence on their part not to at least consider trading Kirk Cousins for something of value. I will make it clear. I know they're not trading him now. They're 0-2. They were a playoff team last year. They may still have a season ahead of them. They're not going to consider it. But if they lose a few more games and they are hopelessly out of it, now what's going to work against me is I don't see anyone in that division running away and hiding. Green Bay, I think, is good, but they're not that good. The Bears are way worse than I thought they were going to be. The Lions are the only team in that division I could see maybe winning 12 games. If that division is won at 10-7 and seven or even something like 9-8, and eight, Minnesota probably doesn't fall out of it in time to make a trade. But I do not think that it is reasonable to compare asking for Mahomes or Herbert with asking for Cousins in October. Am I right? You're 100% right. To equate those three people is obviously just incorrect. I think the conversation, though, that he is, I think the point he is trying to make is a good one in that talking about trading for another team's quarterback, another team's starting quarterback through two games is most certainly premature. And you have to really tease this thing out for a while to reach this point. The thing that I want to keep coming back to. No, no, no. Explain that to me. What do you mean by that? I mean, you're really projecting a lot of on their part or on our part? On your part. A lot of things have to happen for the, for the Vikings to be out of it by Halloween. No, oh, yeah, of course. I just said that. Didn't I just say that? Yes. Right. You, you just said that. Right. But what he, 
Look, for him to, com- to, to compare Cousins to Mahomes and Herbert is obviously irresponsible. It is also irresponsible for Jets fans to be talking about Kirk Cousins as their quarterback as a fait accompli. It is much likelier that the Vikings keep him because they only will have played eight games by the trade deadline. Right. This is the thing I don't understand about the NFL. Why is it so early? Like, why is the trade deadline less than halfway through the season? October 31st is the Vikings will have played eight games. In baseball's trade deadline, you'll have played 110 games. Like, you can actually make an informed decision. This, I, look, I just think it's ridiculously early for the, for the league to decide teams should have made up their minds on this by then. That's all. I, I get that part of it. So, but we're having two different conversations. Oh, so that's a perfectly reasonable conversation. Should they have a later trade deadline? Because you can trade players at most positions in Thanksgiving, and they still might be able to have an impact. If you're trading for a quarterback, you need to get him as quickly as possible because your chances of him being able to contribute if you get him week 12 are pretty unlikely. Even if you get him week 8, when could you reasonably start him? Week 11 or 12, whatever. But, I mean, it's happened before when quarterbacks get injured, and in this case, the Jets quarterback got injured. So that is a reasonable thing to do. And, look, I know the Jet fans are mad at me because it sounds like I'm giving up on Zach Wilson. I will give anything to be wrong. I will come on this show and want – I will – I will look directly into the camera on both Get Up and on this show, and I will say I was dead wrong if Zach Wilson goes out there and plays well this weekend. A hundred percent. And no one will be happier to do it than me. But I see what I see. We've all seen what we've seen. They're in this position because they're stuck and there's nothing they can do about it. So that that's the way I look at it. By the way, I have one more from... Uh, before, we, before we get to that, we're, yeah. we're skipping over one of the best parts of that clip. What? He referred to Clark Hunt as Superman. Yeah, he said Clark Kent, not Clark Hunt, the chief CEO, which is oh, well, well, You know what? I didn't understand the Clark Kent. So, funny. so you mean he's saying that because of Clark Hunt? Yeah, he Call thought it was Clark, Clark Hunt. Yeah, Hunt, Clark Kent. Who is Superman. That's right. Clark Kent is Superman. Oh, he. see, I thought he was trying to make a, a, a Superman joke. No. You no, mean he, he just mistakenly yes. called... Can you just give me that soundbite, just but just that shortened yeah, part we'll at the end it. there? We'll get it. Uh, while, while you're editing that, I'll play the other one, because I have one more. I haven't heard this yet either, but I'm told it was an adventure when he tried to say the name Chris Olave. Uh, Chris Russo has... It, it, I, there's nothing more I, I love more than his adventures in trying to say people's names, like when he called Diana Russini, Diane Ruccini. Uh, but in this case, I'm told he was trying to talk about Chris Olave. Let's hear this. You got two good receivers. Michael Thomas looks a little more active. Olives of uh, Olave, uh, uh, Olave, whatever. It's the kid from Ohio State. Uh, Olave, Olave, Olave. That's it. Olave, Chris Olave. He's very, very good. Olave. He's very Oh, wait a minute. You got two good receivers. Michael <laughs> Thomas looks a little more active. Olives of uh, Olave, uh, uh, Olave, whatever. It's the kid from Ohio State. Uh, the kid Olave, from Ohio Olave, State. Olave, Olave. That's it. Olave, Chris oh. Olave. He's very, very good. Uh, Olave. He is very, very good. Oh, that was a good one. We've lost tempo, right? That was good. Right, yeah, I, I hadn't heard it before. That Me was neither. Better, way That's better than expect, uh, Goal. Better than expect. All right, so let's hear the Clark Kent one here. So th- this is so he's talking about calling up Kansas City to trade for Patrick Mahomes, and and, and I didn't even get this. Bear in mind that the owner there is named Clark Hunt. How about Mahomes? They've won enough. Talk to Clark Kent and see if maybe they will take um, you know uh, the running back Carter. That is, I didn't even think that. I, I genuinely thought he was trying to make a Superman joke that I didn't understand. 
<laughs> that maybe was related Clark to something Kent. they had been talking about on the show. That's that's amazing. That's really good. Olave. Olave. Again, I want everyone oh. to know. We we kid about this. We love Chris. I love the man, and no one loves him more than Hembo does. So we we are kidding because I mean all of this is out of love. I don't want anyone going over to Russo and saying, "Oh, they were you're killing you on the show today." It's the opposite of that. We kid with with kindness. It's not like Hembo insulting his pants. Uh, the man is, is hilarious. He is a, he is a national treasure, and he should be treated that way. Okay, uh, there's something I. I Another thing that I really think I, we need to get in here today because the power of this program sometimes actually scares me. Sneaky big news. I want everyone to follow the things that happened. Two days ago, we were looking for a bet to place, and Hembo came across odds on Micah Parsons to win the league MVP that were 100 to 1. We talked about it on the air yesterday. We said, we're going to make this bet. I want to make this bet. I believe he's got a chance. I detailed all the reasons why I think he has a chance to win, and we agreed we would make a bet as a show unit. This is a hashtag crew bet. I will front the 100 bucks, and if we get it right, then that's $10,000 to split evenly amongst the four members of the hashtag crew. Hembo was not able to make that bet legally from the state of New York. We only place bets legally on this show. He had to go back to his home state of New Jersey. I am telling you, for those of you who don't know the geography, to get from where we are sitting through the Holland Tunnel into the state of New Jersey is like four minutes. By the time he got there, the odds had moved to 66 to 1. Yesterday, I said that, and then we talked about it on TV. I said on Get Up yesterday, I'm starting a campaign, Micah Parsons for MVP. At this moment, those odds are now 35 to 1. We've moved his odds from 101 to 35 to 1. He was at that time, when they, two days ago, before we started talking about this, he had the same odds of winning MVP as the Bears had of winning, their, of winning the Super Bowl, right? Wasn't that what the odds were? That's right. The Bears' odds of winning the Super Bowl, as of our talking about it, he now has shorter odds than Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, or Kirk Cousins. We have moved. We have unimaginable power here. We need to make sure that we harness this, boys, for good and not evil because we have the ability to make things happen. And I think it's a great bet. We got this at 66 to 1. This thing is going to – he's going to become the favorite if he has another big week. Would you still place the bet at 35 to 1 if that's the best you could Yes, do? because he, he said it on McAfee yesterday. He's going to start playing tight end. He's going to catch touchdowns. They're going to start putting Micah Parsons on the offense in goal line situations, and he's going to catch a couple of touchdowns. I will put the over-under right now. Wait, let's do this. I'm going to put the over-under right now at at one and a half for the number of touchdowns he's going to score this season. On either side of the ball, he's going to score one over or under two one and a half touchdowns this season. Hembo uh, over if it includes defense. Includes defense over over Bubba. Uh, yeah, if you're including defense, I agree over. Okay, but not offensively. I'm I'm still hesitant on the offense. Cam, part. I could see two on offense. JJ Watt had three. Yep, I can too. He's going to be the MVP. We're going to have had this exactly right. Coming up next, we will break down the absolute worst place in the world to have an important conversation. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny on ESPN Radio. If you miss any of our programming, catch up on both hours uh, of the show in the Greeny podcast. It's available Every day, wherever you get your podcasts, you can also watch our show on the ESPN app. Click on watch, look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. And in fact, if you do that now, you're going to be treated to a sight for sore eyes. Cam and Bubba, you both know me well enough to know there's nothing on earth I love more than being right. Hembo, during our last break, just went and put on my pants and he looks fabulous in them. They fit him well. And for those of you, I know the overwhelming majority of this audience is listening on the radio. I have posted a picture of said pants on my Instagram at ESPN Greeny. On Instagram, you will see a picture of Hembo wearing a very nice pair of blue linen pants, and he looks outstanding in them. Cam, Bubba, how happy do you think I am right now? You look very happy. I'm looking at this picture on Instagram. This looks like Hembo's first day of school. It is a very <laughs> funny picture. Yeah, because he's wearing like a dress shirt tucked in because you have no idea how to wear the pants. But 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 the, 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 nice the, pants. Point, the point remains, aren't the pants nice? They're very a nice. million times nicer than the pants that he wore in here, which basically look like something that your wife should be wearing to yoga. That's how tight they are. Certainly how, not two of Hembo's. That, how, that how do you feel about the pants? Uh, work out well. I, I, they're nice pants. Um, and so for that, I apologize. They also fit me better than I expected. They're mm-hmm. a tad big, mm-hmm. but we could wear them and we could work with them. And so for that, I apologize. And for my, uh, and for my I guess, offending you, yes. it seems I did, and for you back in Bristol, uh, I apologize too. So Very, when, I'm wrong, when I'm wrong, uh, on occasion, I'm happy to admit that I'm All wrong. right. I love it. And you know who's going to love this the most of all? Your wife. You're going to walk in the door and Liz is going to be like, boy, that's a nice pair of pants. My husband looks good in the pants. That's what's going to happen. I'm telling you right now, it's going to work out well for everybody. Again, it's on Instagram at ESPN Greeny. If you would like to see Hembo in the pants, trust me, you want to. I'm ready to go right now. Green Light, green light. with Greeny. Yeah.
All right, I'm going to give Hembo the green light on a hugely important baseball story that um, is in the notes this morning. So the pending free agency of Shohei Otani has been the biggest story in Major League Baseball all season long, and it obviously took an extremely unfortunate twist when he suffered the injury to the elbow, whatever that is now, a month or however long ago that was. And the big question is, how will that impact the $500 million we thought he was going to get The thing that primarily makes him special is that he is a pitcher and a slugger. And if he can only be a slugger, he continued to play for a while. Then he cleaned out his locker about two weeks ago. And the news came across last night that he had the UCL surgery. It was done by the same surgeon who did Aaron Rodgers earlier in the week. And that the expectation is he will be an offensive player next year and then go back to pitching starting in 2025. We are in sort of uncharted territory here. I mean, I was going to ask you, what is the expectation? We're just guessing because no one has faced this. But is the general opinion of the baseball world that that is reasonable, that he will be able to hit like himself, like leading the league in home runs kind of hitter in 24 and come back to being a dominant pitcher as well the year after that. Uh, It is a stretch to think that he could pull that off. Keep in mind, much of this information, much of this reporting is at least presumably coming from his agent who has a vested interest in ensuring that Otani is as well represented as possible and is positioned as favorably as possible for his free agency. Bryce Harper had Tommy John surgery uh, in the offseason, and he didn't really become Bryce Harper again until the second half of this season. Like, it still does affect your hitting. In his case, it sapped his power. I think it is unlikely that Shohei Otani hits 40 home runs next season coming off of elbow surgery. I do, however, think it is likely, or at least so long as Shohei Otani wants to continue pitching once a week, that he can pitch in 2025. And so, as teams are lining up, ready to uh, present him to present to him the biggest offers in the history of Major League Baseball. I think that has to be the calculus. Like, we're going to get probably 80% of him as a hitter next year. Starting the year after, we're going to work him back in as a pitcher. And in the end, I don't think it's really going to affect, to a large degree, the size of the contract. I still think it's going to be the largest contract in baseball history, and it's going to start with a five. Okay, so that's obviously the big question for him. The other piece of it is we were expecting a lot of teams to be in. We were expecting the Yankees. We were expecting the usual suspects. Do you still expect that? Yes. In fact, I think the fact that Otani's future is a little murkier might actually bring some other teams to the surface. Because if by chance we're not talking about five or six hundred million dollars, if by chance we're talking about three or four, then maybe the Cubs get in. Maybe the Red Sox get in. Maybe the Phillies get in. See, that to me is an interesting part of this. Before, there's only a couple teams in baseball that could give him, say, a $600 million contract. Are the Angels one of them? Yes, the Angels are most definitely one of them. Okay. And if I had one wish to make, this is the wish I would choose. Don't choose the Angels. I don't care if he is playing for the Lansing Lugnuts next season. I cannot <laughs> possibly see Shohei Otani play another game for the Angels. They have ruined his prime. They have ruined Mike Trout's prime. They have effectively had Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth on their team for the last several years and have nothing to show for it. I need him in a different uniform next season. That is the most important thing to me as a fan of baseball, and I'd imagine in an honest moment almost anyone in Major League Baseball's office would, tell, uh, would say the same. But, but how about the Angels? How do they see it, and what does Otani want? Well, I don't know what Otani wants. I mean, presumably, he wants to have a chance to win, in which case he shouldn't go back there. But presumably, Mike Trout wanted the same t- thing, and he signed a $400 million contract to return. Mike Trout seems like he... Mike Trout seems like he's very happy being a great player, 
making his money and not causing any waves, not becoming a celebrity. And, and if not winning comes along with that, I'm, I'm not I don't this is going to sound very critical of him. I'm sure he wants to win. But that obviously hasn't been his top priority. And that's not a criticism. People's top priority is making as much money as they can, and that's fine. Do you think Otani is going to want out of there because they haven't won anything? Yes, I, I, I have a unless unless he wants to rebuild his value somewhere. Like if he wants to sign a one-year, fifty million dollar deal or a two-year, that would be a hundred million dollar deal, do, right? Just to rebuild his value, to rebuild his two-way value. That is the only option. But you sound like you're telling me you don't think he has to redo his his value because someone's going to give it to him anyway. I don't think that he has to at all. And, and, I, and I think his agent being this out front saying, no, we're going to hit next year and we're going to pitch the year after is his way of saying, come on, come on. Would the Yankees give him $500 million? Uh, I think the Yankees right now with Aaron Judge and Garrett Cole having two mega contracts already, I don't and think they Stan. have it. And Stan's contract is an albatross. Like the Dodgers are the team most likely to sign him because they didn't sign anybody last offseason. They have all the money in the world, and he doesn't even have to. He doesn't even have to move. Like that, I think, is the likeliest thing. That's what the baseball world expects, but we don't know anything for sure. So the ba- the expectation of the baseball world for those who are wrapped up in their football and not paying attention is that Otani will be a Dodger. Otani's going to DH for the Dodgers next year, and he'll be their opening day starter the year after. Okay, that is my best guess. All right, we'll get to the bottom of all this as we go, and I will remind you again if you go on Instagram right now. At ESPN Greeny, you will see a man in a very handsome pair of pants. It is Hembo. He is wearing the pants, and they fit. And as I wrote, if the pants fit, wear them. Ooh. And you know who has liked the photo? Who is that? At Lizzie K. Oh, gosh. Your wife likes the pants. Oh, no. You're welcome. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.